0: Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. I hope you are doing well today. We're going to do an episode concurrent with the Awakened Man because I believe that anal sex is something that's relatable to both men and women, given that men and women can be the recipient of anal sex. Now, you might be like, Gregory, why are we talking about anal sex? Well, both of these concurrent channels deal with physical health on one level. Certainly the Awakened Man, we deal more with uh, intergender dynamics, so to speak, but we deal with physical health. And whether you're homosexual or heterosexual male or binary or whatever pronouns that you use in front, uh, this is important. This is important. So today we're going to talk about some of the dangers of anal sex. Now, look, we live in a culture where there's no danger in sex at all. That, that is what the powers that be the lefties in academia and social media and and in Hollywood will tell you, but this is simply not true. And I think this is probably more important for women to understand, and that's why we're doing an episode over here on the Female Channel, because, as we'll discuss, anal sex has really r- risen in popularity in the last 10 years. That's not to say that they didn't do it back in antiquity. Of course they did. I mean, if, if you go back to even further, like ancient antiquity, we know the story of the the city of Sodom that God destroyed for anal sex so but but in terms of studies empirical studies it actually shows that uh oral sex fellatio really gained in popularity about 30 years ago which coincides with slick bill slick bill clinton and his shenanigans in the white house and back in the 90s that's when kids started having rainbow parties if you're not familiar with that that's when uh, i'll keep it pg just in case you're listening to this in the car with your kids uh, different women or girls or college girls or, I don't know, would wear different color lipstick and then they would take turns, uh, sucking the popsicle. And so the popsicle would have different colors, rainbow parties, but animal sex is, has grown popular the last 10 years empirically. And, uh, look, I'm not the type to sex shame. I believe that the sex positive movement has been very poor for women because it tells women that there's nothing wrong with having indiscriminate amount of sexual partners like men do, which is simply not true. If you look at PubMed, the empirical studies said that that is not true. Women actually suffer more. They have depression, anxiety, and so forth because of it. Now, some would argue that maybe they're depressed and anxious and, and engage in high-risk behavior, and that's why they t- turn to sex. But neither here nor there. It's bad either way. And so, look. Once you're in the confines of a marriage, sacramental marriage especially, like a church marriage, then you can go at it and have crazy fun and do whatever weird positions you want. You can bring out toys and role-playing. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. When it comes to anal sex, uh, I mean, true, the, the churches will teach you, uh, at least the churches that haven't changed their teaching in thousands of years, I would tell you that sodomy or anal sex is still immoral because the way they the way they view it is this. God gave us the genitalia for reproduction. So anytime you use your genitalia for something that's other than an openness to having kids, openness to having kids, that means you can have sex during your period or, or couples can have sex when the woman's uh, gone through menopause. Because sex is supposed to be unitive and procreative. But when you use your organs for something that's other than that purpose, uh, it's, it's a disordered act. So masturbation would be considered a disordered act because you're using your, your genitalia to please yourself without being in a union with with somebody of the opposite sex. And so anal sex would also fall into this as well because there's no, of course, uh, procreation that can occur through anal sex. You're essentially doing it for pleasure. And that's not to say that the church doesn't want you to have pleasure, but again, the church and the Bible gives us guidelines for us to live a cleaner, better life. The Ten Commandments, if we all lived the Ten Commandments, imagine the lack of strife there'd be in the world. And the same thing here. There's a reason why anal sex is considered forbidden for a lot of reasons, but one of them is simply it's bad for your health. It increases your chances of colorectal cancer we'll talk about today. So, again, the church in its divine wisdom knows what it's doing. The vagina is meant for penetration. I mean, Jesus, you've seen how big it can get when a woman is, is, is birthing a baby. It's meant for the pounding, so to speak. And it's interesting, too, just to go into anatomy because I love anatomy. The mons pubis, which is that kind of the, 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 it literally means pubic mountain in Latin, is that kind of fatty area that's underneath the woman's uh, pubic hair. And women have a little more fat there, that mound there than men do. And, and the reason for this is, uh, evolutionally speaking, it's to protect the woman's pubic bone when the man's pounding on top of her. <laughs> imagine if it's like a 300-pound man, right? So the woman needs a little more protection down there with the mons pubis than the man does. But So we're going to talk about HPV. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the issues with, with anal sex. And again, I mean, look, I'm not shaming you if you've done it. I'm just an outlet, albeit a small one, for bringing news to you. So we're going to be gleaning off medical news today. Six Six risks of anal cancer. I mean, some of these are going to be pretty obvious. One, it's going to increase your chances of getting bacterial infections and STDs, especially if you don't use a condom. As I've mentioned, the lining of the rectum, which is really just your poop holder until you defecate, is not thick. It's 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 very sensitive, and it, it, it's it, the epithelial lining is prone to rippage. And so one of the easiest ways to get STDs, uh, any of them, let's say HPV, uh, HIV, whatever is is anal sex because you are exposing blood, right? That that's the easiest way to to get an STD is blood on blood contact, and there can be tearing of the rectum, and so the recipient of anal sex in particular has a much higher chance of getting an STD because of the tearing. And, and of course, condoms will reduce that, but still, you do increase your chances of it. So if you're if you're gonna do it, you got to use lubricant smart and yes there's people that like pegging and they like to put you know hold you know the, the things that make it more open so it'll be easier to go with that'll be fake <laughs> but either way you know uh, try to, to try to how about this decrease friction because decreasing friction leads to less tearing uh, so as I mentioned, it increases your chances of having a higher rate of STDs. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Even even Planned Parenthood. Let let me tell you, Planned Parenthood. Uh, if you if you Google Planned Parenthood anal sex, they have some fascinating articles. And of course, Planned Parenthood is not going to say anything bad about anal sex that it increases your chances of getting cancer. It's not going to say anything bad. And it reminds me, Vogue, Teen Vogue. You can look this up. Teen Vogue did an article about a teenager's guide to anal sex. I shit you not. And in the article, it talks about hey, uh, normal curiosity is good. Anal sex is good. You should try. It gives it gives teenagers tips on how to have anal sex. That just tells you the world we're in, man. It just tells you the world that we're in, where we're giving underage kids advice in a periodical on how to have anal sex. Oh, Gregory, you're just such an old curmudgeon Catholic. Okay, call me what whatever you want to call me. What else increases your chances of getting hemorrhoids? Yeah, well, this is pretty obvious because uh, you know, hemorrhoids is like a, a busted blood vessel down there. So, there's a lot of ways we can get hemorrhoids. You sit on the toilet too long, even with the squatty potty. Uh, you're pregnant. You're overweight. Uh, but typically, it's just sitting on the toilet too long, and you get busted blood vessels, and uh, they're not pleasant. You can certainly go on YouTube and watch hemorrhoidectomies. It's not pleasant how they how they burn these puppies off. But clearly, if you're jamming a penis into the anus, uh, you're more likely to exacerbate hemorrhoids or cause hemorrhoids. Right? I, I don't think we—that's <laughs> not a big shock. Uh, another problem with anal sex is. You can get a fistula. So a fistula is pretty gross. So an anal fistula is essentially when the tear, there's a tear of the lining of the anus or rectum, and it can grow really large and and it can extend beyond the bowel to other parts of the body. And so a fistula is essentially where a stool can come out and go to other places in the body. So you you rip. You rip the, the anus, and so now when, 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 when feces is coming down the GI tract, it can just kind of fall into your lower abdomen. And This is a major problem. It can lead to bacterial infections. You can also have fistulas that essentially another opening cre- is created in your, in your buttocks area, and so you're pooping out of two holes. So, again, much more likely to happen if you are doing it up to you-know-what. Okay, so let's look at some studies. Let's look at some studies. There were studies that said that 37% of women and 4.5% of men have had anal intercourse. Now, recipient, recipient. I wonder what the percentage is of men who have done it. I guess it'd be 37%, right? Because if 37% of women have had it done to them. But 4.5%. Now, this is interesting because... Look, in, in the gay world, in the homosexual world, we're, we're meant to believe that uh, like 50% of people are gay. Like, if you watch a sitcom, right, especially, and you saw this like in the 90s at the beginning. And we're not going to go off the topic, but you can look up books like After the Ball. This was a book written by two gay men and back in the 80s when they were saying how they were trying to get gay rights. And they're like, the way we're doing it now is not working. Marching and protesting, going into churches and all these things, it's not working. We need to infiltrate Hollywood and show homosexuals and gays as being kind people. So in the 80s and 90s, you would see the special episodes of Roseanne and other shows where the gay guy would come in and be the comic relief and then help somebody out, and everyone would like him. But certainly with Ryan Murphy shows, and pretty much every show you're on you watch now there's at least one token gay character like out of five characters one will be gay so you would think that the gay the gay rate so to speak is about 20 but statistically it's much smaller than that it's much smaller than that but hollywood wants you to think that everybody's gay which is not true statistically so 4.5 percent of men have had anal sex and look not all gay men have anal sex some of them just do fellatio But 37% of women, so look, one in three women, according to a 2016 study of the American Journal of Gastroenterology, of 4,170 adults. And they asked them, and who knows, this number is probably higher because they're just asking them. So they talked about uh, the link between anal sex and uh, incontinence, so the inability to hold your poop. That seems to make sense because the anal sphincter is supposed to be tight. And I guess the more times you breach it, uh, the the less tight it's going to be going in day in, day out, year in, year out. So it's not surprising that people who do anal sex have a higher rate of fetal incontinence. All right, let's talk about HPV. HPV is the main virus that causes Cancer. Now, when we think of HPV, we think of, and I think, I'm pretty sure I have a couple early episodes of The Awakened Man about HPV, about the HPV vaccine. No doubt, I have one on the Gardasil HPV vaccine. Yes, I do. And the dangers of it. The person, the the female doctor who pushed for it about 15 years later came out and said no. Because there were a lot of women, or teenage, I mean, not even teenage, tween girls, because they would give the HPV vaccine to 11-year-olds, that were getting premature ovarian failure. I mean, they were just, they were not, they became infertile after the shot. So HPV, we think about as cervical cancer. This is why women get pap smears, right? because there's certain strands of the HPV virus, human papillomavirus, that can potentially lead to cervical cancer. What we don't hear is, first of all, the, the Gardasil vaccine doesn't protect from all strands of cancer, so it's it's kind of, a, not, I wouldn't say useless shot, but given the risks of vaccines with all the adjuvants and all these things, it maybe it's something that you, you might want to consider and now they push the HPV vaccine on men because of genital warts and, and, and so forth. But HPV is the the main cause of throat cancer. We don't hear about this. HPV causes seventy percent of oral pharyngeal cancers. Again, oral pharyngeal cancers have shot up in the last thirty years. Now, there's a plenty of reasons for this. I'm not going to say it's all the Bill Clinton rainbow parties and now the, the popularity of fellatio. We know that alcohol and smoking are class one carcinogens. So, alcohol and smoking, obesity is another, increase your chances of getting cancer all over your body. Right, eating processed foods definitely increases your chances of colorectal cancer, pancreatic cancer, gastric cancer, but also all parts of your body. So, when I say that seventy percent of oropharyngeal cancers or throat cancers are caused by HPV. I'm not saying that there aren't other risks, and it could be uh, you know, fellatio and you're smoking too much. But statistically, 70% of throat cancers, HPV. 91% of anal cancers, HPV. Ninety percent of cervical cancers HPV. So it's interesting how we we women know like why do you get pap smears? What, what's HPV? Uh, oh, cervical cancer, cervical cancer. But then they're going down on men or getting, or having or having anal sex, and they have no idea that these two acts are increasing their chances of getting those kinds of cancers. We just don't think about it, right? We just don't think about it. Also, HPV is seventy five percent of all vaginal cancers and sixty three percent of all penile cancers. We don't really hear about penile cancers. In terms of like anal cancer, I think the, the, the most famous person who got it, hold on, tea break, was Farah Fawcett. If you guys remember, are you older people remember who she was. She was like the beautiful pinup model, Charlie's Angel of the 1970s, just beautiful blonde woman. She got anal cancer. So that, that probably tells you what kind of sexual activity she was having. We'll keep it vague. So look. About 6,000 women get HPV anal cancer a year. And this is, not, this is just anal cancer. We're not talking about colorectal cancer. We're not talking about the other cancers. 6,000 women. Yeah, that's a lot. 13,500 HPV attributable cases of men and women every year for throat cancer. I have a friend. Someone in his family got throat cancer. Luckily it was, it was taken out early, but these are things that we need to know. These are things that we need to know that anal sex. Yes. Can be pleasurable. No doubt for some. Now others well, won't want it. Right. So if you're with a partner and you know, you got to be delicate here. You'd be like, Hey baby, let's, let's do it. And she's like, no, uh, no things I'll pass. Of course, respect that. Right, even though I always wanted to do it, or my ex-girlfriend did it, so you need to do all the shame tactics that guys do. Or vice versa. Let's say the girl wants, and the guy's like, "Dude, I don't do that. I'm a biblical Christian. I know that the the stories of sodomy. I know Romans chapter one. People who do sodomy go to hell. You know, whatever it is. You know, like you got to respect the other person's opinion. But either way, if you're one of those who enjoys anal sex, just understand it does increase your chances of getting colorectal cancer and anal cancer, in addition to STDs, hemorrhoids, uh, fistulas, and all these things. Knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power. That's a schoolhouse rock, right? So just understand if this is something that you're into, all right, just understand the risk. Just like when we have a high sugar diet or we're obese, or when it comes to COVID and all the comorbidities, just understand the risks. And then you decide, because you're a big boy and big girl, you're adults, you decide what you want to do, but understand the risk. And conversely, if you're one of those who's like, yeah, my, my, my boyfriend, girlfriend, or they're pressure me to have anal sex, make them listen to this. Go look it up. It is true everything I'm saying here. And only do what you feel comfortable doing. Just remember, knowledge is power. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that we have there. Help us out. They'll post a review for the Female Holistic Health Apothecary right now and for the Awakened Man right now and for Confessions of an Obese Child right now. Subscribe and post a review. If you want to help us out monetarily, click on the PayPal link found in the episode notes. Go to Naturopathic Earth. There's a link in the episode notes because I know it's hard to spell. And then uh, you'll see pictures of my two books on the right side. Click on it and that takes you to Amazon. And anything you buy there, let's say you want to buy a new toy for your dog, I get a 2% commission, no expense to you, by going through our link within 24 hours. You gotta go, you gotta click on that, get to Amazon and buy something within 24 hours currently our link. If for whatever reason you like to talk to me one-on-one, Go to Clarity.fm and we can schedule an appointment. And lastly, you guys are awesome and I appreciate this. And I don't say it enough. I appreciate all you guys who listen to my content. I appreciate it quite a bit. Knowledge is power. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.